Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The most fundamental thing in human life in this podcast, Eckhart talks to a live audience in Arizona. He emphasizes the importance of stillness and says, through stillness, we will reach the next step in human development, the evolution of our consciousness. He explains that for thousands of years, we've been trapped in complete identification with the ego, a thought-cluttered entity called me. We feel anxious and ill at ease in the world because we're cut off from our deeper spiritual roots. We may seek escape in alcohol, in drugs, food, sex, and other addictions, but Eckhart says we cannot continue along this path. Eckhart believes humanity has reached a crisis point. Not only are millions of people on the planet suffering the delusion of self-centeredness, the dysfunction of the ego is further amplified on a mass scale through technology. Eckhart says we must evolve beyond our current state of awareness through stillness. He says, transcending self-centered thought is the most fundamental thing in human life. Welcome to a live event. Also welcome to other people joining us in different parts of the world. It's good to start with stillness and it's even better not to lose stillness even when speaking happens. So that stillness remains in the background. And when there's no speaking, stillness can be in the foreground. Another reason why it's good with, to start with stillness is that usually I haven't prepared anything and I don't know what to say. <laughs> which could be a very uncomfortable thing if I thought that I needed to know what I'm going to say. If I'm comfortable, however, with not knowing what to say, it's quite a pleasant state. But it implies a trust, a trust in something deeper than the personal mind and the trust that that the words will come from that deeper dimension out of the present moment. So we are here to access or deepen that transcendent dimension of consciousness. It begins when the mind ceases to create thought, if only for a moment, 
and yet you haven't fallen asleep. I will make allowances for people who have only just got here from other parts of the planet and are suffering from jet lag. The mind stops just for a moment, but there's no decrease in consciousness. In fact, there's an increase in consciousness. A certain alertness, a gentle, alert presence. And one could say you sense that presence both within and without. Although ultimately, although I'm not going to go into that right now, I'll just throw it out there. Ultimately, there isn't within and without, there's only within. It's all within. This entire space is within you. <laughs> Not let's try to work that out by thinking about it. <laughs> and of course you'll notice the moment you start trying to figure it out by thinking about it, it's gone. <laughs> so the essence of our retreat is no different from the essence of your life, your so-called life, there is no your life, we just use those words. Until you awaken to this dimension or into this dimension, which we may call stillness, your mind is full of clutter. Some of it may be useful, a lot of it is useless, and a lot of it is actually harmful destroys your happiness. A lot of what goes on in your mind, the mind is full of clutter, the clutter of one thought after another, plus emotions that reflect thoughts and also amplify the thoughts. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. 
It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Most people only know their own life consists of that clutter of thought. The entire sense of identity is derived from the clutter of thought. Me. Not a pleasant sense of identity. And everybody's looking, everybody feels in the background or sometimes in the foreground a sense of insufficiency or dissatisfaction with who they are. No matter what they have achieved, there's a, always in the back of a sense of something missing, a dissatisfaction, an unease, sometimes more pronounced, and it's not just unease, anxieties, heaviness of regrets and feelings of guilt and undoubtedly the person, and if you derive your sense of identity from the continuous movement of thought, and then some kind of narrative emerges out of that continuous movement of thought, and this narrative that emerges, the repetitive narrative that emerges out of this movement of thought, thoughts which consist of memories and so on, reactions to past events and so on. Out of this clutter emerges a more, a persistent repetitive narrative. And this, is the, this becomes the, the core of the person or personality, the narrative of me. So people call it me and my life, my life. And of course, I don't know any life that's not problematic. You're not the only one. That may come as a surprise if you spend a lot of time on Facebook. <laughs> because everybody else's life seems to be so perfect. They even look perfect through the infinite power of technology, they all look perfect. Even I, they did it to me a few times. <laughs> Even I can look perfect. <laughs> if you apply the right filters. <laughs> but every person is a problem, a walking problem. <laughs> seeking for a solution. But, of course, as every therapist knows, there is an identification with the mind-created entity, the self, the problematic self. Yes, I want to be free of it, but also there's a feeling that's me, I don't want to let go of that. It's an unconscious reluctance to let go of this thing that is so problematic, that is me. And then when moments arrive when you, there's a possibility of transcendence appears suddenly on the horizon, <laughs> so to speak. And immediately say, oh no, I don't want to go there. I want to hang on to this because what is too uncertain. I don't want to step into the unknown. I'd rather be with my problematic self. 
and so you, every therapist has experienced that many times that people, there's a point where people don't want to, they want to hang on to that problematic identity. <laughs> and then, okay, then you suffer a bit more. And perhaps a few years pass and then perhaps you just can't stand it anymore. And then finally there's a readiness. Now since we are talking about the clutter of thought, this may be a good moment to just introduce very briefly a few things that may be helpful while you're here. It's most, mostly about things that I recommend that you refrain from doing rather than recommend that you do something. First of all, there's a television in your room. Please don't turn it on because the moment you turn it on, it, it amplifies and adds to the clutter of your mind. It is very unlikely that you will miss anything important. It's very unlikely. Okay, it's a recommendation. There's no built-in camera in your room just to control that you actually don't. Now the next recommendation may be a little bit more problematic for some people because of the addictive nature of this thing you hold in your hand. My recommendation is to use it as little as possible while you're here and only use it if there's a specific purpose. Perhaps there is an important message, but not to randomly go there. As that's very normal. Whenever there's a moment of you're waiting for something, automatically the hand goes into your pocket or your handbag. Everybody seems to be doing that and you get that thing out. You don't know why, but everybody else is doing it and then it appears that you're engaged in some important activity. <laughs> and you feel that it's, that's a, it's clutter. What it prevents is, is the arising of even the slightest glimpse of inner spaciousness. At least before the clever human mind invented these things, when you were waiting for something, there was nothing to do and you just had to stand or sit there, unless that's, well, if you were in a waiting room somewhere, they had magazines. But in other cases, you were waiting somewhere, there wasn't much to do if you didn't have any a book or magazine, and so you were just left with yourself. And there was a possibility of at least having a glimpse of, ah, briefly emerging out of this sea of thought and briefly coming into the present moment, and, and you go, oh. That happens very rarely, though, because the moment you, you stop, you get this thing out. So it's addictive. My recommendation is then to, if you can, not use it at all while you're here. It's not that long, but if you have to, once a day or twice a day, if you have to check it, okay. For Because we are here in order to access, this is another way of putting it, we, we call it stillness, 
to access the dimension of inner spaciousness, which is an enormous step forward in the evolution of human consciousness, the transcendent dimension. This is why we're here. So it's good to refrain from doing things that prevent that. Another thing that is to be recommended is not to indulge in the consumption of substances. Okay, if you cannot enjoy your dinner without a glass of wine, that's fine. But if you, if you know yourself and you know that if you drink one glass of wine, your determination to only drink one glass of wine after you've finished drinking that one glass of wine, so if the original determination to only have one glass of wine goes out of the window, and then you, it's in the second and the third and the fourth. Alcohol can lower your consciousness and prevent the rising of presence, although I myself enjoy a glass of wine occasionally, or a nice cool beer in this heat, hot weather is actually quite nice. <laughs> but beyond that, you have to be careful, especially if you know yourself. If you can refrain altogether, that's great while you're here. And one last thing, not to indulge in excessive intake of food, especially before our sessions. So eat in moderation. So these are just some very basic practical, but they are Im important. Oh, another one is wear a hat if you go out in the t during the daytime. <laughs> because through excessive heat, you could suddenly become unconscious, not just in a spiritual sense. <laughs> oh, and now I will add something else to this. <laughs> uh, this is a wonderful spiritual practice, especially while you're here, and you might even want to extend it when you leave here. You might want to also practice it in your daily life. Self-observation is very important, which requires some awareness, and awareness is presence, and presence is the dimension of stillness that arises. Awareness, stillness, presence, it's all different pointers pointing to the one reality. So a certain amount of awareness is needed for self-observation. Self-observation means to know what's going on in your mind and in your emotional field, rather than being what's going on in your mind and your emotional field. Rather than being the thought and the emotion that takes a hold of you, being able to be the presence behind it, whether it's anxiety, anger, whatever it may be, be the presence behind the emotion rather than being totally in the grip of the emotion or the narrative, the story that you're telling yourself in any particular moment. And so my recommendation is that while you're here, to be so aligned with the present moment that you don't complain about it. Of course, 
if there's something wrong, really wrong, and not just in your mind, if something is wrong and you need to tell somebody about it because this person may be able to rectify it, it's not complaining, it's you're conveying information. But I'm talking about one of the favorite activities of the ego, for many, many people, but they don't even know it, is to argue, continuously argue with reality, with what is. Some people are so deeply trapped in this mind pattern that they could be described as grievances looking for a cause. <laughs> and of course, easy to find. So if you refrain from complaining internally, first of all, you become more aligned with the present moment, the isness of whatever is. And the mind might say, it's so hot here, why, I just can't stand it anymore. I can't stand it, it's awful. How can we do a retreat here in this heat? Don't you agree? <laughs> the more people you can talk to, the better about it. And if you're lucky, you find one or two that totally agree, and then the thing gets amplified. Now, of course, there's always something wrong. Wherever you go, you will find some certain things that are not right, according to what the mind expects. Only in your imagination could you think of a retreat place where there's absolutely nothing wrong, nothing. Everything is perfect for your spiritual practice, 100% perfect. Even if that existed, it would not be very helpful. The strange thing is, the potential for spiritual awakening arises the moment something goes wrong. <laughs> of course, it's not wrong at all, but it's just a mental in an interpretation. This shouldn't be happening, but it is. Well, it, but it shouldn't. That's, they shouldn't do that, but they do. They should have done that, but well, they didn't. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. But you can have continuous narratives running through your mind of that, of that kind. And the more you can argue with reality, the stronger the egoic sense of self, the delusion, the delusional self, the fiction, the, f the fictional entity, the stronger it gets. <laughs> so the letting go of any kind of complaining, unless 
something can be done and you talk to somebody about it and, and again then not in a complaining way but in a factual way that's already a huge shift and then continuous self-observation is part of that also what are the thoughts that go through your mind and be the awareness of what is happening in your emotional field are you as you're sitting here are you carrying something in your emotional field that is a residue of something that happened an hour ago this morning while you were come traveling here yesterday some imaginary situation your mind is creating and your it, the motion reflects that as if it were reality and again without the awareness it takes you over you don't need to get rid of anything you don't need to get rid of the emotion without the awareness you don't have an emotion the emotion has you and the emotion is an energy form an energy field a thought is an energy formation everything is energy and this is emotion and thought are non-physical energy formations so the thought then has you you don't have it you're not even there you are spiritually speaking asleep and you're being run by the mental emotional conditioning the mental emotional conditioning says I and it refers to all that stuff that accumulated stuff I everybody says could I continuously <laughs> everybody's favorite pronoun is I and what they refer to usually is that entity the problematic entity the ego that's the word the egoic self I there's a deeper I that is not the egoic self and that deeper I this is why we're here to access that to deepen that most of you already have access to it but it may periodically become obscured in this world not surprisingly when things go wrong that's a moment of becoming more conscious it's every even the smallest things if you don't react out of the conditioning the mental emotional conditioning but be the awareness and then oh and you observe if emotions arise you are there and you can say oh there's the anxiety again and then you know that there's anxiety without calling it anything that is a huge difference to know that anxiety is in you anger is in you right now for example or anxiety whatever else it may be or some mood that suddenly gets a hold of you and you're suddenly in a bad mood don't talk to me don't see I'm grumpy well to say I'm grumpy is already a little bit step forward because at least you know that you're grumpy If you're totally calm conscious, the grumpiness is you. And you don't even know that you're grumpy. To say, don't talk to me, I'm grumpy, that already means there's a little bit of awareness there. That's great. 
So there's a huge difference between saying, I'm angry and I feel angry, or there's anger in me. I feel that there's anger in me. I feel angry. There's a somewhat a, a difference between I am angry, because then you equate identity with the emotion. So it's not I am angry, that's a huge, you've fallen into a huge trap. If you equate emotion with your identity, or if you equate a thought with your identity, or a story in your mind, you equate that with your identity, or an opinion which is thought, the world is full of people who don't know the difference between their opinion and their identity. Their opinion becomes their identity. <laughs> and then they have lots of fights with other people because they are, they are totally confused about who they are. They derive their identity from a set of opinions. Politics, for example. It doesn't mean you cannot have opinions. Everybody has opinions. But where does your sense of identity come from? Does it come from the opinions, or do you realize that you have certain opinions which may be valid or not? You're, you're on a human level, you have opinions, or viewpoints, or perspective, mental positions, you have them, they are there, but do these give you your sense of self, or if they do, then you're continuously arguing with other people, making other people into enemies, because when you contradict somebody who equates opinion with identity, unconsciously they believe that you are attack attacking their very self, because there's a confusion about who they are. They don't know who they are. So you, you attack the opinion of somebody who's totally identified with their opinion, and you become their mortal enemy. They might even try to kill you up in an extreme form of unconsciousness. So this is why it's so important to transcend that. Transcend doesn't mean it, you exclude it. It doesn't mean no more opinions. I'm now. I have no opinion about anything or anyone. No, <laughs> that's, that's not going to work. <laughs> what do you think of uh, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party? Nothing. But there is a deeper level, if you can go to a deeper level, and your, your sense of I does not come from the movement of thought. It comes from a deeper place, your identity, who you feel or sense you are, does not come from the emotional field or from the mental formations. And that is the awakening, that is to be awakened, is first of all, it is to discover that dimension. It, for some people at first it comes in little glimpses, some perhaps sometimes in protected settings, environments like here, and I say, are you able to, this moment, are you able to let go of thinking? 
without falling asleep, but remaining alert in a gentle way, not through willpower, just relinquish conceptualization, no need to interpret compulsively this moment. What could you add to it? Interpret, you like it, you dis I like this, I don't like that. And yes, likes and dislikes still exist on the surface of your being, but as you, when you become rooted in the deeper presence, the being of you, then you're suddenly free. And you can sense that in that stillness, if we want to call it that, stillness just means the absence of thought, and what remains when thought goes but you don't fall asleep is conscious presence. Pure consciousness remains. And that is the deeper I, the deeper I am. So a moment of presence or stillness. You, in that moment you have transcended the person, the personal self. Of course you go back into it after a while and the question is are you going to lose yourself in it again perhaps and then you come out of it again and after a while and this is your the aim of spiritual practice, that your connectedness with the deeper dimension is not lost, even when you're engaged in daily activities or discussions or whatever it may be. There is that connectedness remains in the background which may be the case with you now, as you listen to this, something in you recognizes what the words are pointing to. And that's not the conceptual mind. That which recognizes it as true is the immediate realization of, it, of, its, of the truth of it. You don't have to think about it. You can't think about it. So it's, you know immediately, yes, I know there's a direct knowing, not conceptual knowing. Conceptual means knowing through thinking. Most people live through a conceptual reality. They, their identity is a conceptual identity. And they conceptualize every, everybody else they meet. They immediately form judgments. They come very quickly and you form a conceptual identity for the other. You, you trap the other person in this mental concept. But you do that because you've already done it to yourself. So you live through a conceptual identity, me. And so we step, we go to a deeper place, or you could call it higher or deeper, it doesn't matter. I prefer deeper somehow. You go to a deeper place where the movement of thought ceases and you immediately you have transcended the self, the egoic self, if only for a few seconds. 
or a minute. And everybody is longing to be free of this problematic entity. Unconsciously, they want to be free, but they don't want to let go. There's a paradox here. They don't want to let go, and yet they can't stand it. They want to be free. So, so much drug taking in this world. Is they, all, they want to transcend this heaviness of experiencing life as this heavy burden. And it, their, their identity is very unsatisfying. So they're longing to be free, but they're going below thinking. The road that takes you below, you, you fall below thought. And to some extent, yes, you have become free of the self. Before you go to sleep, there's a transitional moment when you're in bed and you're halfway to sleep already. And that moment feels really good. You feel, ah, oh, it feels, you can feel the pull of sleep. And you can feel, you can't think about your problems anymore. Your entire sense of identity isn't there because you, it's, you're too tired. <laughs> and then you're pulled into sleep. Same with many substances that you take. They'll pull you below thought. At first it feels liberating, at least even the smoking of, of this dried leaf that people like. <laughs> they smoke and it, it slows you down, it slows down the mind. I tried it once. I tried another thing too, but this was... Uh, <laughs> I tried it in a hotel room in Amsterdam. It's true. <laughs> it's not that great, but I can see what it does. It it's kind of creates a fogginess in your mind, a kind of fog, and you go, oh. And you fall below thought, and that is why for many people that's so liberating. They, for one, they experience a kind of freedom. Oh, I can let go. Oh. Need a bit more. Oh, right. For some people, that it gives them a glimpse of something. It's fine. It's not a permanent solution at all to the human problem. <laughs> it's not a permanent solution at all because it pull, it takes you below thought. Here, it's rising above thought, transcending thought by rising above thought. That is the most fundamental thing in human life because that's the next step in human evolution, the evolution of consciousness or humanity, which has been trapped in thought, ego, egoic thought, complete identification with thought for thousands of years. And now we've reached a, a crisis point where we have created a world that amplifies the dysfunction of the egoic mind through technology and science. The dysfunctions which before were already there a thousand, two thousand, five thousand years ago. The technology amplifies the dysfunction and then there's the possibility of destruction. So our entire gathering here, the retreat, it's only really about one thing. Well, it's not a thing, but that is discover 
in yourself this possibility of shifting from being a person to being the awareness. And then you can, in some situations you may find you have completely the person again. You, you might lose the awareness. Eventually you won't lose it, but you have a person, you can especially when you talk to others. You can see when people talk how they are in the grip of a mind stream. They, they are not talking, their mind is talking through them. The conditioned mind is talking through them. They can't stop it, they don't even know they're there. They're basically they are asleep while the mind is talking. And the, the talking mind says, I, I, I. <laughs> it's easier to observe this state of being lost in the mind. It's easier to observe it in others than in yourself, by the way. Because the moment you observe it, you're no longer lost. The moment you know there's an, that the light of awareness is suddenly there. That's the light which I believe is in the title of our retreat. This light is the light of consciousness, is the light of awareness. It's the light that in the mythological account of creation, which is actually quite inspired and quite deep in the beginning of the Bible, the entire thing starts with, creation starts with the words, let there be light. And that is uttered by God. We'll, we may explore what that means later. This is uttered before God creates even the sun and the stars. So it's, it's more than that, so it points to something else. Let there be light, that's the very foundation, the light of the consciousness that underlies the phenomenal existence. Phenomenal means consisting of phenomena, everything that happens, everything that is manifested are phenomena, they come and go. They are all ripples on the surface of the ocean as you are and I am as this physical form and the psychological form. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. 
Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.